With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For our fans out there listening, um, both Sacred Heart and and Nod, what are the Atlantic playoffs like? They're gritty. Welcome back to Pucks in Deep. Oh, that feels good to say. It's episode 127 or 126. Yep, see, we're already off. Uh, I'm your host, Connor Thelman. James, checking in. How, how was your Christmas, bud? It, it was great. It was great. Uh, other than having no college hockey to watch. But uh, we, that got, part we got World Juniors ass, uh, starting yeah. today here. USA is going to win the gold, though. But my Christmas is good. How about you? You know, I, I can't complain. And like you said, we are getting a gold medal, unlike our other co-hosts. He's going to get a lump of coal and maybe is, are they even getting on the podium, Plevs? I don't even know. Plevs, how are you doing? What, what's, what's the case here? Is Canada get a, even get a medal? I don't know, man. They Like I, like we talked about before, like I'm about the uh, the U.S. and all the college guys and Canada likes to do their major junior and it's not been working for them lately. So mm. uh, it's tough to root against Canada because I obviously want to win. But I don't know. U.S. is looking pretty friggin' strong. I mean, but isn't this not the year for Canada with like every, like Bedard's playing in it? You got freaking Fantilli. Who's got Shane Wright? I didn't even know he was still eligible. I was like, God damn, he's young. Like this is yeah. kind of a loaded they gotta Canada get team here for sure. It'll be a good game. Those those U.S. Canada games. This one will be probably up there as one of the best ones. I'm looking forward to it. I like my post. Uh, it wasn't last week though, but just bringing the outdoor game back for World Juniors. That, that would so be sick. sick. But. How about, Maybe who, this year's not the year because Canada's not as loaded. But who is that fan that Plavs just absolutely dialed in on? I was like, personally, I didn't yeah. like the outdoor game. And you're like, you ever played in one? <laughs> <laughs> that was the cockiest thing, but I loved it. Uh, I deserved it. But, but yeah, no, that'll be interesting. I don't know who's gonna probably Sweden, and I don't know who else. But who are uh, we playing today? We got is it Austria? I think so. Isn't that right? I'm so bad with flags. It looks like Austria. Could we'll, be. We'll go with could be Australia. Could be Latvia. You know, they all kind of. Blend into me. We'll win either way, and if we don't, then there's a problem. But then again, last yeah. year we were supposed to win, and we lost in the first round. So really, I just want it for content. So just stay in as long as humanly. Well, we have plenty of content this week. I will say that we got the GLI tournament starting tomorrow. Well, that's right. That's right. We got and GLI and then the, the Quick Trip Holiday Classic. Wait, yeah. What a week. Who's in that what this year? We got back. Ferris. Uh, no, no, Ferris State's in GLI. Um, who's in the? Who's uh, in we got, I'm glad you asked. It, so Wisconsin, defending uh, champs. Obviously, yep. Uh, they're facing Lake State. Tough first round matchup. Mm, tough. That's a team that's coming off a big split with Bemidji. Actually. I talked to Seymour yesterday. He'll be in attendance. Dude, Benito's hot right now. Benito's too. hot too, yeah. Uh, and then you got Clarkson versus UMass on the other side. Okay. Who, let's predict. Okay, let's make quick predictions. UMass. Start UMass. Okay. Plevs. What are you thinking for the uh, Quick Trip Holiday Classic? Does does the badge defend their title? <laughs> yeah, I like I like Wisco. I think I don't know. You guys kind of been struggling. I'm gonna go with Wisco. I'm gonna go Dark Horse. I think it's gonna be Wisco Clarkson. Clarkson's kind of woke up in the second half. Which yeah. A lot of these teams will see like what Swept happens. Swept ASU. Exactly. I mean, like they are a good team, but you know it's kind of every other week. Same with UMass. I mean, they should win this by rankings right now yeah, if yeah you're looking at it and then you got wisco just a tough team whatever i'm going clarkson i, I want to see it fair and then we got the gli unfortunately michigan thanks to mel pearson they are not playing in this i think next year they'll probably be in it probably my assumption but they're like well we just want to make sure everybody plays and shows up so yeah. it's fair state versus michigan first round and then michigan tech versus western fair state versus michigan state michigan state, state sorry yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yep yep um who, who, god i do state. love that matchup state which one? Michigan State. Oh, I thought you were Ferris. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the one of the yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah, no. Michigan no? State would win it. Dog country? Yep. I mean, no. I kind of. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll let Plavs go. Who are you thinking on that one? 
I mean, Michigan State should win, right? But I mean, dude, this is a loaded thing. West, Western Michigan State final, and I think Michigan State will win it. I'm gonna say Western wakes up. They take this tourney by storm. Yeah. I mean, they have the best offense in this tournament, right? We were talking to Jimmy Don at Penn State, and he said Michigan State's the hardest team he's played this year. That's true. That's so, a spoiler alert. But, but yes, that's future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. We'll see. It's a tournament. Who knows? Michigan State no home. should blow the doors off of Ferris State, but then so should have Mankato. And they, Ferris went into Cato and swept them. So like, this could the last be the time year of the Cato dog. got swept at home, other than the Beavs. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Ooh. Ten years, like they just don't lose at home. So I know that I was so happy, like ear to ear. <laughs> like <laughs> you would have thought I opened all my Christmas presents that weekend. <laughs> it was it was a great time. So yeah, I mean, if Ferris State wins this, I'll still be happy. But you know, I'm such a Western homer after you know this season. Yeah, I think lunatics show up and they run that bitch. Who's the first game? Western versus who? Western versus Michigan Tech. Tech, okay, yeah, championship. Which is, that's a good that yeah, Western should. versus Michigan State. I see the championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Michigan State's getting there too. Okay, all right, and then we have an actual slate of hockey games. Coming up here, we should touch on. So, Sacred Heart is playing Mercyhurst and Game of the Week. Of the so, week. But that's Thursday, and no, no other games are on Thursday, and that's a good transition. We just had on the Sacred Heart boys, yep. Todd Gehring and Neil Shea. Uh, big announcement coming here. If you haven't heard it on our page already, it's, it's going to be announced on. We're recording this Monday, it's going to be announced Tuesday. College Hockey Game Day is coming to Sacred Heart for mm. your Pioneers. Brand new brand new rink. The boys are coming to Martyr Family Arena that's going to be opened January 14th against Boston College. Yeah, BC's coming to town. Tough one. We talked to the boys in this Already episode. Sold out. We talked to them like, hey, they just you know beat the brakes off uh, BU 9-6 to six a couple weeks ago. It's going to be a big one for them. But they talked about two of the pairwise thing, and and you know they have lost a couple of games where they should have won this season. But as far as pairwise, you want to get in an Atlantic you got to win these games with Mercyhurst and, and those teams. Well, and they're coming off the biggest win of the season versus Plev's alma mater there at Northeastern. They are. 4-2 right before the holiday break. Yeah. Like, if they can beat Northeastern, they can beat anybody in the Hockey East. Well, they get, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, this will be an actual tilt. It's sold out. Like, we're so pumped to be going there. We're going to be there all weekend starting Friday through Sunday. The women's team is going to play a Harvard, another tough matchup <laughs> in that barn. So, I mean, we're hoping for a couple... People will say upsets, but like both teams can compete here yeah. and we could be seeing a clean sweep. I don't know. I'm not going to say it. It would be fun to see. I know it is. It is, um, I guess, winter break for them. So, but it is sold out, like you said, and I hope we just get enough students there to really make this thing cool. So, yeah. So if you're, if you're around, uh, you know, if you're in Connecticut, New York, wherever, New Hampshire, make your way on down, make your way. Meet, meet the boys here. We're going to have some ECH merch with us. We do have a new, brand new website up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go to echlocker.com if you want to get suited up beforehand. We're making a special shirt for this event because it's a hockey school. It's Sacred Heart, this brand new arena right on campus. They haven't had this before. No. Like this will be the biggest advantage in, in the Atlantic for sure. And then, you know, it's got to be up there. Like one of the nicest rinks I've seen just on film yeah, in college yeah. hockey. Yeah. The like locker room out the whole facility is huge for Sacred Heart. So state of the um, art. The boys man. are talking about they're pumped. Um, we haven't seen much of it. Not much of it's been released. Other thing too, they got new Jays coming in. Oh, I yeah. heard, and they already have nasty too. Jays. Yeah, about the Jays. So not going to announce it now because the mm. boys don't even know. But yeah, it's going to be a sick video. So until then, sorry, Mercy Harris. I hope you just get rocked this weekend. Sorry, we Bendy. As yeah. his jersey's hanging up right behind you. Ah, is it? <laughs> yeah, to your other shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, I'm go Pioneers. I don't Bendy. He he knows. He knows at this point. Uh, and then we got college hockey is just fully, fully back here. Is there anything that we want to touch on before we? I mean, just shoot? college hockey being fully back, but some of these players, I mean, teams are missing these players in the World Juniors, so that's going to be different. We might see some upsets, and that's going to affect standings. Yeah, there's a lot of non-conference matchups. Looking at this slate coming up this weekend, I mean, just staring me dead in the eyes is Merrimack versus Dartmouth. <laughs> what a matchup there! I think, I mean, Merrimack. The, Make the tourney number three in pairwise. If they don't make the tournament, be so effing pissed. I was heartbroken last year, <laughs> and they're off to an even better start. But so I think that's kind of maybe what we should touch on is who had you know not so good a start that's going to turn it around. Plebs could it be Northeastern, and then who's had a really good start that's going to slow down. Should we pick our top five best starts of the season, or then our worst five? Well, we already kind of did. Now we're, we're we got to make. Predictions going forward, James. Okay, fine. fine. Who, who had a great start that could slow down? I'm thinking, and then who had a not so great start? Even 500, that's going to take off. Like BC is a team that I think could take off. I hate to say that. I guess I don't know. you know. I'll a- after they lose to Sacred Heart, of course. This episode of Pucks in Deep is brought to you by our brand new website, people. If you haven't checked it out, go to echlocker.com. That's echlocker.com. Got brand new merch on there. 
I mean, tons. We got the Respect the Atlantic shirt, which had to come out right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that was at first first thing. Yeah, it was on everybody's Christmas list. So sorry if you didn't get it there, but you still can for the rest of the season for all of our big Atlantic teams like Sacred Heart people. Yep. Yep. Respect it. Um, and we're also going to be adding to that. So we have a special shirt coming out just for the Sacred Heart weekend. And we're going to just keep doing that just because we have bored, honestly. And we got a lot of clothes that we want to wear ourselves. So we're going to keep making customized merch items for that. Go to ECHlocker.com. Check it out. Tell your friends. And we just appreciate all the support, guys. So thank yeah. you. Head to our YouTube, too. It's bumping right now. Shorts are coming oh, out. Oh, it is. We it is clips. bumping. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So if you haven't seen, we have game day videos from Western Michigan, uh, Bowling Green this year, and as well as we've had, we've went to quite a few stadiums before. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you check those out. We'll have weekly highlight videos. You name it. We're going to try to keep peppering YouTube right now. But so those are the two things. This Please is broad- subscribe, guys. That helps us. Absolutely. That's a big one. Well, I mean, no doubt. No doubt. Subscribe, like, rip us apart in the comments. You know the drill. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. So this is brought to you by just basically ECH. Thank you guys. And now back to the episode. I'll kick it to Plavs. And he has experience playing in. It's like, I don't know, these freshmen um, don't have any or much chemistry. A lot of them play with each other in juniors. So not much chemistry, especially with the older guys now on the team. But in the second half of the season, your chemistry is there. And uh, your lines are, I'd say, a little more formed. Wouldn't you say, Plavs? Like, your lines are pretty solid the rest of the season. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you take you take your Christmas break and you kind of re and re get yourself back ready to go. I mean, I'm gonna have to stay behind my Huskies. I have to. Yeah. Um, gotta pray for it, figure it out. I mean, that like we just talked about before we started recording. Like on paper, there's no reason they should be struggling like mm-hmm. they are. Like they got a decent amount of guys back. They got some good young guys. Good coach. Like it's one of those things they weren't clicking, and hopefully they kind of got together over Christmas and can start trending in the right direction here because it's been. It's been tough for him. I think this is tougher for the freshman. What about the guys that, you know, maybe had a slow start to the season? Do you think coaches like mm, not putting them on the ice second of the season as much? Or do you think he still gives them a chance? I mean, it's it's come down to playoff time right now. You got to make it in and get a good seed. But if you have a bad start to yeah. the season, plus, do you think it's like, I don't know, is it hard to come back from that, as a, especially as a freshman or sophomore? As far as getting playing no. time? I think it depends. It depends on your coach. I mean, I think there's probably some coaches that would shut you right down, crush your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced that. <laughs> I've also experienced coaches that, that don't and they kind of build you back up and i think again with northeastern like keeps that kind of guy um mm-hmm. and i think that'll be huge i mean i guess it just depends where you're at where your confidence at right i mean for a team like northeastern you got the beating pot coming up you got hockey stretch down that's exciting so if you can get motivated for that yeah um i don't know what's going to get you going um but yeah i would say in general i said freshman wars by this time you should be ready to go like you should you've played 10 15 you should kind of be into the, the flow of things. Um, I think, yeah. I, mean, so I think we're going to, we've already seen a ton of good hockey. We're gonna, just going to keep getting better. But as far as having a good All second that. half of the season, I mean, like what they both been mentioned, I think BC and Northeastern, they're right there. I mean, especially Northeastern, they're 22 points right now in the conference and Connecticut and, and, and Merrimack's 27. So they're not far out of first. I think we're sleeping it's on a, a team break. that's consistently a second half team every single year, James. You know what that uh, is? Yeah, UMD, whatever. The dogs, baby. I think we're going to wake <laughs> up. I mean, like, when's the last time that. The Duluth hasn't made the tournament. I don't know. Can't even think. I can't. Which mm. is why I don't have to because I know they're going to be there right now. They're, they're sitting like fifth in the NCHC. They're behind CC in Omaha. I don't see that lasting at all. I see Duluth finishing top three and I see them making this tournament. And this is where they really got to eat their, make up their ground here, you know? I'm, so, I'm, curious I'm, I'm feeling all dogs all the time. Bemidji State. Does Bemidji State kind of hang on to first place in the CCHA? Like, can they keep that momentum going? I don't know. I don't know. Kato's going to have a much better <laughs> second half of the season. I'll tell you that right now. Hastings is a really good coach, and he's not going to let what happened at, uh, against Ferris State slide. So I, Kato, or Kato will be at the top. I think Bemidji will be at the top, and then anyone else in the CCHA. Bowling Green, Michigan Bowling Tech. Bowling Green, I think, will have. Michigan Tech, too. They're both yeah. solid. I mean, No been, Ferris State, huh? got games in hand, too. Bemidji has games in hand. That's huge for them. But you know the, that yeah. loss versus Lake State and stuff, you can't have that. It, it does add up. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, they'll, they'll get home ice, I think. That's for sure. And they'll they'll try to win. They got some older guys there and some talent. But I'm excited. Dogs play Bemidji State. That's the first series in January. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Oh, that'll be a fun one. Benny Hanna. I'm curious go. to see how back oh, to the NCHC, like how CC does. They're third in the NCHC right now, which is crazy at Christmas break. But who CC yeah. Colorado College? I think if they can if they can somehow even just be in a good playoff spot, if they can get home ice, just which get the puck to Hunter McCown, get the hell yeah. out of the way. I don't know, man. I mean, Gleason are just they're sick. buzzing. The new rank helps. They're getting the recruits in. They're turning the program around. So that's that's been good to see. Andy is uh, is Caden starting for USA today? I mean, they're goaltending. Uh, like, I have no idea who's starting today. Maybe not. It's a team that they should beat. So who knows? Yeah, true. They could cycle somebody else in, but I mean, like they're just they are a solid all around hockey. Team. Last year, I'm going to say they have talent. They scored goals. No deck. I mean, fuck, they're second to last right now. And NCHC, that's not going to stand. That's, they're going to if, if no deck doesn't make the tourney. Tourney is Bradbury on the hot seat. 
Can we say it? No. Have you seen the comments from every single North Dakota fan? Yeah, like they're, every, they're not happy. Even when we rank them, they're like, this is the worst team I have ever watched. Why are we here? And then when they're not there, they're still yeah, commenting this like, is, this is the first season Nodak, that's, that's right. We suck. Like, they're so pissed. Well, go everybody. To, go to football. Look, what, what's his name? The coach of the Rams. He won the Super Bowl last year and he's 4-12 and 12 this year. I mean, that's. I mean, when did Nodak win their last chip? It's 2016, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's, still, that's long gone. Bemidji has zero, so... Okay, that you're, <laughs> you're all over the place here. What I'm saying is, this is the worst season for no, and like they He's keep not going to get canned though. They're still like the last, what, two, three seasons yeah. they went to the tournaments, one and out. One yeah, and done. that's true. They got to win some tournament you know, games. Even when they have the most talent, like look at Shane Pinto absolutely just raw dogging the NHL. And Sanderson, he's tearing it up too. And Bernard Docker just getting healthy. The only team they back. beat like, that they year was <laughs> AIC. Yeah. And they <laughs> lose to UMD, who barely got into the tournament in triple overtime. And like we haven't seen them win a game since in the tournament. They're not. At this point, I would be shocked if they make the tournament. They will not finish at the bottom of the NCHC, though. I'll promise you that. Which yeah, means but someone has to drop, and I'm going to guess it's Omaha CC. They're going to have to win the frozen face-off, and that's tough to do. Yep. So well, We'll be there for that one, too, probably since that's at the X here, but that, right. that's always good hockey. All right. Um, oh, one thing we do – so speaking of poss- – we don't talk another man's job, but the ECAC commissioning job is open. Yeah, the guy's retiring uh, end of the end of this year here. What but, was his name? Uh, Doesn't matter? No. Um, no, we should. Yeah. <laughs> should we? Okay, we'll give him a shout out, uh, whoever you are, mystery man. Let me see. Uh, Hagwell, to hey. retire. Congrats on a great career. Uh, get out. Yeah, get out, get out, and then just <laughs> give us the reins, Hagwell, honestly. We want to see this ECAC, you know, just revitalize. Like, you have Harvard with the most talent I've ever seen them with. Mm-hmm. When's the last time they've been anywhere? Like, the coverage is just not there. Quinnipiac is ranked number one. Yeah. Where's the coverage? I don't know. Cornell is nasty. Like line, the line of faithful, that game versus Harvard, there was nothing posted. Yeah. All yeah. I saw was just fish being thrown out on the ice, which is a great highlight. Harvard has the most draft picks right now, right? On a roster? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I see from Harvard is one of their like, you know, students that comes to the game or whoever on their media team, cell phone videos. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm like, we can't get a camera falling around Coronado and Farrell out there. It's really cheap to go to those schools too. So I'm sure they can't afford a camera. Yeah, no, they have no money. Like, can we, let's just get this conference some effing coverage. Like they are winning games. Their top teams are at least. Mm-hmm. I know it's not super competitive down low, but like your top three or four. I mean, Clarkson's good every year. Cornell's good every year. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see it. So just give us the reins, and you know we'll see. Where I, we go. I like that. There's no favor in every conference. I mean, Quinnipiac uh, probably, but like the rest of the conferences yeah. are are pretty close though. And if we talked about this, I think it was last pod. But how many teams from each conference are going to the tournament that we think? I mean, I think just two would be my prediction. Two for, from ECAC. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll right see. now, that's what it is. I will say that's my team that's going to slow down. I mean, they just have to. Quinnipiac's fourteen one and three right now. Yeah. Well, the that teams in the past continue. that have been a shoe in are not doing well this year, like Nodak, like UMD. So it's going to be different look this year. And For Hockey sure. East is having a hell of a year. So I think it's we're going to see the most out of Hockey East that we've ever seen before this year. That's my prediction. I think, I think everybody in the Hockey East slows down. I don't know. You'd, I don't know. I don't think. think. Slow down, though. Like, look at their schedule. Dartmouth, Harvard, Long Island, Cornell, Colgate, UConn. Like, hey. those are all with games. Colgate, UConn? Colgate, beat, who did Colgate beat recently? Everyone can beat everyone, but I mean, Colgate's having a decent Colgate year. Colgate took on Harvard. Yeah, they're having a decent year. I think, I mean, they're going to beat Long Island. They're going to beat uh, Dartmouth. But like those are the kind of matchups I'm saying they haven't really got into the harder schedule in the ECAC yet mm-hmm. th- that they will yeah. play. They'll have to play Harvard. They'll have to play Cornell, Clarkson. I'm sure. Like these are going to yeah. come up, and those are some big matchups that really they haven't faced. Like they've had a lot of like besides the last two games of the season for them, they've been like a lot of one goal games versus teams that are not good. Yeah. So know. they've won the games they should, but like I don't know. I think it's got to slow down a little bit. They'll yeah. still be top 10. They're still making the tournament. Plus, as, as, a, as a former player, like, what's the hardest part of the second hard, half of the season? Uh, just as a player, maybe as a team, too. Probably, it, like, well, maybe not so much this time. Probably, like, the end of January, start of February, mm-hmm. when, like, you're in the grind of, like, your conference schedule. Um, you obviously want to stay focused on that, but you're obviously, when you're in the right position, you're thinking ahead to kind of playoffs in the tournament. Um, you just got to keep focused, because obviously those conference games, like, those can make or break your year where you end up. Yeah. Um, Got to stay focused on that. Obviously, deeper into the season, injuries start kind of creeping. You mm. know, classes and school, everything kind of starts to weigh down on you. But yeah, you've been uh, doing it all year. Yeah. The bean pot, obviously, bean on pot. top of people's minds. I, mean, I don't know. I I just think as a player, you'd be experiencing burnout towards the end of the year, unless you're, if especially if you're in a bad spot in the standings, it's just like I'm working yeah. out all the time, practicing hard every day. I got school. I don't That's know. True. End of the year, it's got to be tough. But, yeah. Plus, yeah, it can be. You go plus. You go, babe. <laughs> 
No, I say it just it can be a grind, but I mean, obviously, if you're in a if you're in a good position, you're winning. Then it's obviously a lot easier. If you're at the bottom of your conference, and like James said, you're getting bagged every day. You you're doubling up on workouts, and it's cold outside. Like yeah, it could be it could be tough. God, that's so depressing. But yeah, it's, it's the truth though. Uh, and you got school on top of that. It's, a lot of people don't think about that side of it. But um, what about quickly? Does Merrimack win the hockey East? Right now, they are tied with UConn, but they've played three less games. <sighs> So like that'll be, a cl- I mean, they're 13 and four. They have 27 points in 11 games in the hockey East. I don't know. So like points wise, obviously Look, they have a clearly. There's a lot of points for them to have there. On the I schedule. Mean, they yeah. They'll probably speed bag Northeastern Providence. That'll be a mucky one. Yale yeah. Brown uh, should be two wins. New Hampshire should be a win. I think BU I, and I think BU wins this conference. They got Camesso and Net, and they got a solid team in front of him. Come so from behind, I think. Yeah, BU's this is BU's conference. I kind of like I, Maine's not going to win the conference, but I think they make up some ground. Make up some ground. I Prov- think Maine's pretty good. BU and Providence are, are my top two to finish in the conference. Probably they're both going to come up. Merrimack, wow. hopefully, right there too. But yeah, I no think love for solid the Mac out here. They'll, and then UConn, Ice Bus, yeah, brand and new I, stadium. I think all coming four in. of those teams make the make the tourney. But okay. I'm taking BU. No Northeastern. Mm. I really want BC to get there because I want Cutter to come Here's back. Here's the thing. If Northeastern doesn't win soon here, uh, I can guarantee you Levi's thinking about playing for the Sabres. I mean, he's not here. coming. There's no. Well, I'm just thinking. I think he's looking forward to the the year that the Sabres are having, and he's going to probably get a chance. I think he sits out just to stay healthy. <laughs> I don't know, man. He might <laughs> like, get a chance team immediately. This sucks. <laughs> Let me just rest up. <laughs> I got Tate Thompson on my team in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> I have defense. Let me just let me sit back a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to expect for the second half here. I know USA is going to win the World Juniors, so that makes me feel pretty good. We said that last year, and it just did not yeah. happen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when was the last one? Was it with Caulfield? Yeah, the two years. Yep, been two. Okay. Didn't, didn't the last one get canceled? Well, well, the yeah, last one got canceled. Got pushed to August. And we lost in the first round, but the one before that, we won. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah, but and that uh, was that was with no fans, right? Yeah, that was COVID. Yep. God damn it. Yeah, it was a tough one. Um. So, so yeah, it is obviously, you know, a lot of players are over in World Juniors right now. So some guys we won't see uh, in college hockey until, you know, what, second week of January? Yep. Probably uh-huh. like those big names like Snuggerud's over playing in Canada. He's currently number two in points in college hockey, which is just gross. He's 27 in 20 games. We will see Ryan McAllister this week. Yeah, he'll be GLI, playing. But... Still leading college hockey in points with 33 in 20 games. Um, but yeah, what's our predictions like for the Hobie race going forward here, boys? Or just, you know, even we could get into defense, goalies, like who's who's gonna stand out the second half here? Well, there's no one from last year that's gonna be a shoe in like Dryden was like last year, you know what I mean? Like you knew when it, we were at the podium, like I could see it, like everyone just knew he was gonna win. He's yeah. been at that table for that was his third year in a row, I think, up for it. So well the guy was just juiced. You know? <laughs> okay. Don't say come on, come on. But uh <laughs> okay. I don't know who's gonna it what's the likelihood of of, of a freshman winning it though? Last guy to do it, Eichel, in 15. I mean, he had 70 points, 71 points in 40 games. You think yeah. McAllister's going to get to that point? I mean, McAllister's on pace for, what, 66 points yeah. in 40 games right now? I, like, that could happen. That would be look, gross. Looking at, I'm looking at the like, scoring leaders right now. Yeah, It's freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, freshman, freshman. Six of the top scorers in the country are underclassmen. That's insane. Yeah. That is just insane. Right. And even after- senior, junior, or like it's incredible these young guys man they're 18 most of these except for McCallish, who's 20 years old the rest are 18 years old i mean and they're right. playing guys that some are 22 23 yeah it's, it's it's insane a lot of these guys that you're seeing right now they're on the same line like McAllister and you got paul and right and I there hope to god they all stick around study. for at least a couple years i think man. they all should especially the, the golfers players that need to put on some weight and just i don't know mature a little bit too it's your young kid and going straight to the show it's not going to be easy so i'm just worried i think out of that list i'm most worried about cooley leaving just because I mean, you're drafted so high, the Coyotes absolutely need him. And it kind of, maybe it's just a Casey Middlestad factor. Like, I, he kind of reminds me of him. Yeah, so but damn Casey fast. started off so slow, now he's picking it up. But Exactly. I don't think it was a good move for Casey, but I think Logan would step into that a little bit better. And, you know, like, he's clearly the best player on the ice every time he steps on it. Yeah, so most most talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Nye is a more complete player, obviously, but... He's gone. Nice is gone. Nice is gone. He's, he's done his time. But yeah, I just I really hope he sticks around. I think McAllister obviously will. I think Fantilli's gone just because Hughes is going to be leaving as well. So think I don't so? see it. Yeah, I, he's he got the he's got the, he's got the body already for for the NHL. So that that's one thing God, that's not going to doesn't have. But Hughes is going to be gone. Why would Fantilli want to stay around? Grant, they're going to have really good recruits again next year. But 
We got to find a way to get these pairs, players paid enough so they stay for another year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But uh, one guy we haven't know. talked about here, Vanderbeck, who's had a hell of a year for Northern Michigan, 24 points right now. He's a senior that could win the Hobie if Northern Michigan, uh, Grant, they have to if do They well. went on a tear. The yeah. team has to do well, I feel like, to win the How Hobie. How about Swankler? Currently tied for 10th. Yeah, he's, he's making green. a move, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, they don't score a lot. He's got 12 goals on the year, 23 points. It's not bad. That's kind of just, like, that one kind of jumps out at me. Jordan Biro, AIC, top 15 in points. Mm-hmm. Sup. Sup. McDonough, Justin. Uh, how do you say that last name for Northeastern there? Plavs, you looking at this list? Justin Hiroquian? Oh. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to say Hiroquian. I like that. I like that. It kind of sounds like it should be it, but it's probably not even close. How about uh, Randall from UNO, though? They're, they're middle of the conference on NCHC right now. He's got 15 tucks that leads the country right now. He's still leading? Oh, he's tied with Mazer, still having a hell of a year. Mazer has 15? Yeah. Mazer God, I did not know he's right there. Mazer could win this Hobie still. I mean, Denver is going to be there in the tournament. Like, he's clearly their leader. Him and Rizzo, that yeah. line is disgusting. And he's on the power play. I mean, all these guys are on the power play. Yeah. How uh, many power play tucks does he have? I swear that's like all his effing goals that uh, I see. I talked to I was, six. I was with Dornbach yesterday Whew. or two days ago, and he was just saying, like, just the, the vibe around the room is just insane. Like, he's like, I left Harvard. Uh, to go to, to be with more talent. I was like, well, Harvard has the most draft picks this year. He's like, yeah, but Denver's just different. Dude, they're different a, beast. They're a wagon. They're yeah. going. They're um, abs- like, they know they're going to be most likely frozen four bound. Yeah. I mean, I don't see them not making it. They have a ton of pieces and, yeah, their freshmen are picking it up now too, just like everyone I'm else. I'm just so. excited to hang out with them in Tampa. <laughs> Mazer? Yeah. yeah. His brother? <laughs> I missed out. I missed out in Boston last year. Like, I'm yeah. still so butthurt about that. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I can make up for it in Tampa. Yeah. You, you know, probably will. I, boys I'll are still see there. there. I don't know. I'm but, excited. Matt, Matt Brown, too. Shout out BU. 23 points this year. Not, not to sleep on him. Not a great kid. So but we, let's, go, let's go quick prediction Ho- for who's going to take off second half and could be there for Hobie. Yeah. Fantilli. Fantilli's, yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> Fantilli. He's Fantilli's got games at hand, too, and he's still top of the country in points. He's got mm. like two, three less games than everyone else. Okay. Okay. Fantilli. Uh, Stoggerud's going to be in it as long as I mean, he just keeps scoring on the power play. And then McAllister, you got to think. Yeah, I, I kind of like McAllister. Those a lot. are my three picks, but I don't I don't know. Maybe uh they, they throw a defenseman in there. Um, well, I hate how many I've seen comments about people ragging on him about his age, just because what is he? McAllister 20? twenty, yeah. I'm like twenty years old is too old for a freshman. Like, get the f out of here. Like that's the average age for a freshman. Yep. You know, like if you age out in ju- juniors and then you're that sick your first year, yeah, you're gonna be a freshman still. So I don't I don't think that like you know is against his resume at all. And if he keeps scoring, like I said, he's on pace for sixty six points. That is absolutely insane. Like, what was the leader last year? I can't, I can't. They well, 50, near, 54. I think it was 54 for, for, um, let me check for Brink. It's going to look at Bobby Brink was at 57, 57 in 41 games. That's, and he was the clear leader. Then it dropped off 50 and 49 and so on. It was him, Benny Myers, and McKay last year. So I that would know. win by fucking nine. I mean, yeah. Same with, uh, who's the guy that, well, was, there's no goalies in it this year. I don't think Levi can win it. Do you, plebs? I mean, I don't know. He, he did win. I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's. I think our teacher's got to be doing better for him to win. Yep. I don't I, think he can win, but like Dylan St. Sears having a huge year for Michigan State. Do you think a defenseman has a chance of being just top three in the hat trick or no for for Hobie? Or Nobody's no? really like Hughes has had some good games, but he's had a, many games without a point. So yeah. it's tough to you got to score points to win it. What with the kid? Uh, yeah. I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, like Lane Hudson for BU has had some monster games. Like he had an OT winner. where He was one. That would probably be coast. him, or he was probably or you know favor someone solid back there. But just like they'll get to the top ten, but unless they have a huge second half, you need just points. I feel like, like end to win. There hasn't been a crazy amount of points for defensemen this it's year. It's going to be three forwards. Yeah, I Hobie. think so. Yeah. Maybe maybe a defense or a goalie thrown in there. Like I mean, Pretz, Like I know he doesn't have to face a lot of shots, but he's still like, what is he? Has he lost one game? I think he's given up like ten goals all season. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I mean, like that's basically the Dryden treatment. Like you you stop ten. There's gonna be at least one goalie, and you're in there. And a goalie in the top ten. There's got to be one at least. Yeah, I'd say probably Peretz and then St. Cyr for Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, we'll, he's had a good year we'll too. So, Plebs, is there anyone else? My, my top three are, like I said, Snuggerud, Fantilli, and um, and and McAllister. Is there anyone else that you'd put in top three? I was thinking the Rizzo kid from Denver. I like him. I watched a couple of their games. That kid, he's electric, man. And he's got a sick name, so. Yeah, he's got a, that's pick. true. That's true. The he name does. helps. Dude, the r- votes. Rizzo. The Rizzo from, what is it? Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Commented on my Instagram this weekend. I've never been so happy. In my life. <laughs> I was like, "Effin Rizzo's like in my photo." So just quick flex, uh, you know. Connor Thelman, ECH Instagram, but yeah. So I like those predictions. I'm still gonna stick with my guy McAllister, but I do like. I think Fantilli's gonna take off in the second half. You know, you know get, get him healthy, Cooley. I mean, probably Hughes, honestly. Like he yeah. had kind of a quiet second half, but once you get get him in crunch time, like we saw him versus Western Michigan, just 
take over. He's the best player on that ice. Yeah, he's too effing fast. So yeah. I like those. But yeah, we are officially back. Sorry, guys, we missed you. It's been what three weeks since we've had a podcast. Four. Four. Yeah, we took a month. We suck. Yeah. Well, we're we, back. <laughs> back for the rest of the season. We'll we'll be back on it the rest of the season, the rest of the way out here. And like we said, we got some more trips coming up. Uh, we're gonna have plavs at Fenway. Um, and uh, next right. week. So Let's is it next week? Go. Yeah, next week. Um, plavs, we're expecting the best content you've ever created, my guy. So no, I mean the flow's looking yeah. good. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe so, tape on a mustache and we'll be we'll be running. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, we got uh, we got GLI this hold week. Hold up, hold we up. Have, we didn't even mention Graf though for Quinnipiac. He's got 18 games played, so less games. He's got 26 points. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, he might. He's be also their, on their power play. I've seen him talk quite a few. Well, there. and they and they're gonna keep winning every game, so he's gonna keep getting points. He might be a Hobie candidate as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> him <laughs> top Met, three. Metza too, who's kind of having quiet point wise, but he's yeah. always there. He's solid. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, we have a lot coming up the second half of the season. We got our merch, like Connor mentioned earlier on our on our site. Now that's gonna be on our story more, and we're making more shirts. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, respect the Atlantic shirt out. We're gonna keep coming up. With you more gotta shirts respect like that. it. Yeah, and we'll have one for our Sacred Heart. We're coming to. Sacred Heart Martyr Family Arena on January 13th through the 15th. Uh, so if you're near the area, please come say hello. I mean, the game's sold out. Come tailgate. Maybe we'll sneak you a ticket. I don't know. Yeah, we got it. it's, we'll on campus. it's on campus. We should Ex- tailgate. Exactly. It's going to be freezing, but... Yeah, well, I mean, gritty. Gritty. Let's go here. So, again, we have a great interview coming up with Neil Shea and Todd Gehring of Sacred Heart. We're going to talk about the whole event, what to expect, and, you know, we're going to get fired up for that. So make sure you listen to that. But thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on Pucks and Deep as well. But for right now, we might as well give them some money, James. Don't God you think? damn it. I think so. In the states that allow it, all the cool ones do, people. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN. You're going to get a little bit of bang for your buck. Is that <laughs> not right, James? Yeah, you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Not a bad read, there my guy. We We're go. back in the saddle. Thank you, James. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Neil Shea and Todd Gehring. Respect the Atlantic. Respect <laughs> All right, now we got a twofer, two very special guests for you people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to the Atlantic, the grittiest place where we boat damn time. It's our home. Yeah. yeah, we're finally we're finally back, people. We're opening a new home at Sacred Heart. Spoiler alert: the Pioneers got the two top scorers here, Neil Shea, Todd Gehring. I hope I just said that right, Todd. How are we doing, yeah. boys? Doing good. Doing good. I just dove yeah, into that. Well. Did I nail the last name there? nailed it god head Hell. first slide and you save i'm feeling good yeah usually yeah. we ask on that and shit i just slid in um but yeah gentlemen <laughs> times could not be better at sacred heart right now what, what's the vibe like on campus new barn open fresh jerseys boys are looking good what's going on there yeah <laughs> uh there's a lot of chatter about you know the new rink and just the hockey program in general um you know a lot of our friends on the other sports teams constantly bringing it up to us and and everybody's pretty excited about it so i think it's kind of the talk of the campus right now for sure I mean, talk around college hockey. There's some new barns. UConn's got a new one, um, pretty much done as well. But I mean, your guys is, I think, is going to be top top ten for sure in college hockey right away now. And you guys got it. You, you show up to the rink every day. It looks um, nicer than UConn. Too. Yeah, it looks like nicer I'll than a it. lot of rinks. Um, yeah. But what's it like walking into that place every day now for practice and having that you know new locker room and everything? It's unbelievable. Like uh, the entrance is, it's super long and it's all lit up. It's like an LED wall. It says like pioneers. And like every day you see a, you see a bunch of students like sneaking in trying to get a peek at it. So, and then like, obviously the first, the first couple of days, just seeing that locker room and like our video room and everything down there is just absolutely insane. So I think like finally actually having a, a locker room and all that stuff is, is unbelievable. And everyone's just super excited. A little starstruck, to be honest. Let's go. Yeah, well, just just to add on to that, I, I feel like, you know, the rink is just so modern and it's just like a brand new building on the campus that a lot of us have been at for a while. So it's just kind of everything's new and kind of, you know, the West Campus at Sacred Heart is kind of like the hockey campus now in, in a certain way because it's the first thing you see when you, when you enter the West Campus. So it's definitely added a new uh, kind of aroma to the school and the campus as a whole. The, the hockey school. The old rink wasn't on campus, correct? Yeah, I was in downtown Bridgeport. So, I mean, that, that in oh, itself God. is huge for students to get to. And just the players, just convenience-wise, I mean, that's huge. 
Yeah, is it yeah. just totally night and day from like what you're saying? Like now, brand new facilities, everything. Like it's it's kind of like you've been reborn. Like, <laughs> what was it like? You know, just thinking back to your your old rink, your old facilities, to what you have now in front of you. Um, like you said, it's night and day. I mean, we we played a, and practiced at a bunch of different rinks over the years. Uh, the Wonderland of Ice, we practiced there for a while, and I mean, you can't even put that in the same category as the new <laughs> rink. And then we were at uh, you know the Bridgeport Islanders rink as well. Yeah. Uh, now that's it's right. Total Mortgage Arena. That, that's a nice rink too, but like you said, it's off campus and it kind of creates like a, a bit of an inconvenience for, you know, students going to watch the games and we've got to drive there to practice every day and then drive back to school for lifts. So now to have everything in one spot is kind of a game changer. Let's go. That's well said. It's good for recruiting too. I mean, now you guys are going to be top yeah. of the line recruiting, especially in Atlantic, but just in college hockey in general. I mean, that's huge for the coaches to say, hey, this is what we got. Yeah, you know, well, the players love it. You guys can speak on it. I mean, it's a top 10 barn right now, mm-hmm. easily. And we haven't even been there. Once we go there, we're probably going to say it's the best rank because yeah. that's just how it's going to feel. Like this atmosphere, we're so fired up. College hockey game day is coming to Sacred Heart. Boom. Is that what you want? Yeah, that's what that, I want. That's no, better? I'm, I'm pumped to come. Okay. Our first Atlantic college hockey game day, too. Like, oh, God. That's true. God, that feels good. feels good to say. Yeah, I'm pumped to, to meet all the students there, meet the players, see the facility, uh, put on a good video mm-hmm. for you guys, make a good video. We, so. are, we are making a shirt right now as well. Um, like we mentioned, it, it is a hockey school. So it's going to say hockey school on it, get the Pioneer colors on there. Maybe a logo if the team allows us. Respect but, Atlantic. Yeah. Respect the Atlantic on the back. We also have Respect the Atlantic, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a couple... <laughs> mix in there but it's just going to be a great atmosphere obviously you guys are a really good team this year which helps you know like Mm. this new ranks being opened against boston college uh so obviously a big non-conference matchup but it doesn't even matter you guys are just slaying hockey east teams at this point um (laughs) so like it's going to be a packed rank we're fired up and there's a women's game after that too so we're staying we're going to be there saturday sunday and Friday thing too. Yeah, we're covering the whole weekend. Yep. Yeah, yep. we're going. We're going top to bottom here. You know, you're. I think what top three in the Atlantic right now. It's uh, RIT's right there. They're having a really good season. AIC is always there. Mm-hmm. You know, they've won it the last what three years, something like that. Maybe four. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's you guys are right there. So obviously, talk about just this role you're on. You're coming off a big win over Northeastern. Um, you know, what can we expect from from the fellas when we're there? Yeah, I think we're having a really good year. Uh, we've had some some good out of conference matchups too that we've we've done well. And like you said, we just we're coming off a big win against Northeastern to end the first semester. So I think that should give us um, some some good uh, confidence going into the second half. That if we can beat them, we can we can play with anyone. And like you said, I think uh, Atlantic has some really good teams this year. So I think usually Berkeley gets slept on a little bit, but. RIT is really good team. They're they're right up there with all these out of conference teams that we've played. So yeah, I think Thanks. for us, just you know, trying to show up every night. Like I think as the years go on, like college hockey becomes more and more equal. Like throughout, like so for sure. I think, uh, for us, we're we're having a good year. Hopefully, you can keep it going. I like that. I I don't know. Todd, I'll let you go in too, Todd. But I got somewhere to go after. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with uh, you know Neil. Kind of nailed it on the head. Um, I think we're we're a good team and we can make some noise this year. We've we've beaten some good out of conference teams and you know we kind of fell into a little bit of some highs and lows in, within our conference in the you know the the middle chunk of the first half. But mm-hmm. you know I think we are in a good spot right now going into the second half. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I agree. I think you know we talk about you know these teams making the tournament from the Atlantic, let's say. Um, but do you guys feel that pressure? Like you know, for pairwise in itself, like it's tougher to make it from the Atlantic. We've seen one team make it for all oh, Rulon now. Is this the year that two teams come out of the Atlantic? It's possible. Oh, I mean, God, it's I only halfway it. through the season. It's early, but is it pop? Do you think that that's possible, guys? We see I two. I definitely think it's possible. I mean, you know, there's obviously some good competition within our league. There's some some ranked teams within our league, so yep. I, I definitely think it's possible. Hundred percent. You just got to stay hot. Stay hot's the key. Like you said, you guys started hot. Um, well, and this year, above all else, like we are seeing that parity in college hockey every yeah. single week. Like any team can beat anybody, and then especially in the Atlantic, I think like it's kind of waking up fans of you know Big Ten teams or Hockey East teams. Like you see our NCHC, you see Niagara sweep Omaha. Yeah, you're like, oh shit! Like you wake up, and then you see you guys go into Northeastern. You're you know, you're beating Devin Levi and the boys. You know, you're like mm-hmm. okay, waking up, and like yeah, that this shit can happen. Like yeah. RIT's number twenty right now in the nation. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've been, I mean, we've been hammering trying to get two (laughs) Atlantic bids. I remember Army had like a massive year a couple years ago. Yeah. 
and like we had them ranked like top 16 we're like i think they're in and then we got no respect on it like nobody just shitting on them it's like if you guys have an unreal year the atlantic is as good a competition as i think on the selection show they didn't even mention army that year no yeah we were we like we were watching with the boys (laughs) we had a a watch show party so like we're gonna be doing the same for sacred heart this year like we're we're all piles right now um and just any atlantic team it's just kind of our people because we're we're the Atlantic of podcasts, you know, but like it is a double sided sword. Though, gritty. Like, Atlantic is tough. Like they're saying that, you know, mercy here. there's no easy wins though. Uh, what do you guys Facts. do to prepare for these games in the Atlantic? You know, what, what's going through your mind right now? Just getting ready for this, this next series here. Uh, I think this focus. Yeah, go ahead, Neil, you go first. <laughs> I was going to say like one thing I've noticed uh, about the Atlantic is teams seem to play like a lot, a lot harder. Like mm-hmm. every team's super physical. Like they're sure. they're blocking all their shots. Like they're they're super structured defensively. So like every team in our league's that way, and it's like super hard to play against. So you kind of and it, you see it every year. Like there's there's so much parity from top to bottom. So like there's not really one night where like it's an easy night because I think every team's pretty good. Like defensively, they're physical. So like it's not like you're gonna walk in any game blow a team out of the water. So I mm. think every night you kind of have to show up and. If you're going to win, you got to earn it. Like Nothing's going to be given to you. And I think that's kind of throughout all of college hockey, that's kind of the, the theme. But especially Atlantic, we've seen that. Love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, just adding on to that, I feel like just focusing on ourselves, kind of focusing on what we're going to do and how we're going to attack the game and just being as prepared as possible. Uh, like Neil said, um, you know, the competition in the Atlantic is is pretty tight-knit and, and anybody could beat anybody on any night, you know, no matter the standings. I also feel like, you know, the Atlantic is a very motivated uh, league. I feel like the players and, you know, the coaches are very motivated, like you said, um, kind of on the rise a little bit, trying to prove something. So that's something that definitely plays in every night as well. I agree. I agree. I think players like, you know, with the transfer portal now, too, you got players coming in from other conferences now joining Atlantic teams and, you know, they're getting the chance to play and prove themselves, too. And as is every guy who's already in the Atlantic or on a, on a team in there um, trying to prove themselves every night. Uh, wh- where do you see the Atlantic in the next five years? Do you see him not being the conference that's, oh, you know, the older guys, whatever? Is it is it becoming more skilled now? And um, I don't know. What are you guys? What are you guys noticing? I think so, especially like uh, with our, with our new facility. Like RIT has a really yeah. nice facility, mm-hmm. and like you said, with the transfer portal, like everyone's kind of looking for an opportunity now to go play. And there's good players going everywhere, looking for their chance to prove themselves whether they're at one of these like other leagues at a, at a high end school, so to speak, and mm-hmm. they're not the chance they deserve. Now, like you see the, the portal guys are getting in there and they're, they're looking for somewhere to go and they're looking to go play wherever they can to be the guy and get those big minutes and prove themselves. So I think, like you said, that's kind of a big factor in it. Like there's these high, like there's these talents going all over the place just to kind of find a place where, where they can play and prove themselves. And I think that's kind of creating a lot of, parody in college hockey yeah neil i mean that's that's your story man isn't it like you start yeah. not to toot your own horn like coming from you know North northeastern Eastern, um and then now moving over to sacred heart led the team in points last year having a good year this year is that kind of i mean i'll let you speak for yourself but what's that been like yeah no i mean uh coming in my freshman year i, I had a good year in the ushl so I was, I was pretty confident hoping to get a good chance and just never really happened for me. It was kind of a, the second year was a little weird as the whole COVID year. Mm-hmm, Only played yeah. 15 games and uh, just wasn't really getting a great opportunity. So I I thought at that point, like with the whole portal, like why not now go go somewhere, kind of start fresh and get a new opportunity. And I, I was lucky enough to get that at Sacred Heart. And I, I kind of knew that they were getting the new rink. I, I knew some guys that were going there. I knew some guys on the team. So I thought it'd be a great fit and it's worked out so far. Like, and that's like, that's another thing I've noticed. Like we, there's, there's obviously high end talents in Northeastern and hockey's, but there's, there's just as like, there's a ton of good talent in the Atlantic too. Like it's not, there's no, it's not like a huge drop off going from no. hockey's. And so I kind of right. speak from experience when I say like, there's, there's parity now in college hockey. It's not the huge drop off that maybe it once was mm. 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have to say on that. For sure. And Todd, did you play a big uh, role in recruiting our guy here? Or? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I didn't really know Neil too well outside ah. of just that we both played for the Steel, but we had a lot of mutual friends and teammates. And, and you know, I was excited to obviously have him come to shoe and help us out. Let's go. I like to be. You guys both played for the Steel. What year was that? 
Uh, I played That's for notable. the Steel in 2018. Don't quote me, maybe 2017. My, my age <laughs> out here. Oh, okay. I think you were 17, 18. I was 18, 19. So, like, one year apart. Yeah. I, I got you. I mean, but yeah, like, so again, like, guys going from playing, like, Chicago Steel's the, the most notable USHL team. There for right? sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every year they're putting guys to Division One teams. Um, and I think you're going to see more of that transition to be like, okay, yeah, let's check out Sacred Heart right out of the gates. You know, yeah, like, new brand book. new facility. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on top of the Atlantic. Like, that's that's a prediction. Hockey school, you know, ECH is coming to them. Like, why, <laughs> why, why not, you know? Like, let's. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, down the road to go back on your original question of how the Atlantic will look in the future. Yeah. I think it'll, they'll definitely be able to bring in some, you know, more big time recruits, so to say, and have some, some better players look to, you know, not only Sacred Heart, but other Atlantic teams as maybe a primary option for them instead of, you know, kind of putting them to the bottom of their list. So I think with time, you know, you'll see the league just improve as a whole. And like Neil said, kind of compete in, in the whole college hockey scene more and more every year. God, I love that. And that we'll, just gets me pumped. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right there the entire way because, you know, some eventually people will wake up. But yeah. until that happens, They're, we got a blowhorn. You know, going a dynasty, right, a family right the there. Talk about the coaching staff and everyone in that and how, how have they, you know, helped welcome you, Neil, I guess, or just, just the team in general, just a new era. What, what, what have the coaches been saying in the room? Uh, our head coach is probably more excited than anyone. CJ Martel. He, yep. uh, he loves Sacred Heart. He loves our team more than that one if you come to a game he he's screaming the whole entire game he's he's looking for anything he can do for us to win and then uh our assistants are both great uh, one of our assistants steve bergen he was he was an ahl assistant last year actually in hershey he's really knowledgeable at the game he's he's really smart he's really dialed in he's always watching film doing individual video with us and he's, he's really knowledgeable at the game so I think he's a really good asset for us to have, especially with recruiting and stuff going forward. And uh, Scott McDougal is—he's always—he's always out recruiting too, looking for great players for us. So I think uh, our coaching staff's just as excited as us. And like I said, having a guy like Steve Bergen here now, who has like the track record of being a good pro hockey coach, is is something that'll appeal to players too. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge resource, 100. Uh, percent What what is it like on the, on the ice though? You know, obviously you guys are watching film, you got your systems, but did the coaches let you kind of just do your own thing? I mean, whatever you guys are doing, it's working. But what what's it like? You know, when you when you step on the ice for your shift, is it a system or is it the coaches letting you go trust you guys? Uh, I'd say it's a it's a pretty equal balance of both. Okay. Um. So you know, kind of playing within the system, playing within the structure, and then you know, as we do that, kind of letting your creativity and your skill take over and. I think it works for us pretty well when we follow that formula and, and, you know, if we start to get away from it, stray away from it a little bit, I think that's when we start to struggle, but they preach, you know, our system and our culture and, you know, buying into it. And then, you know, kind of once everybody's on the same page and playing that way, then kind of letting the creativity open up and, and letting us play the game more. Yeah. Right. I mean, they got to do their job, right? They're the coaching matchups and all that stuff, but I mean, yeah, that, that's important to let you go do your thing. And that's obviously the it's, it's freeing too. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's working. That's the biggest thing. So, yeah, as long as it gets to, you know, W, especially when we're there, you know, mm-hmm. BC's going down. Um, have you guys looked at that matchup at all, I guess? Or probably not, like, studying film. Like, they got a lot of young talent this year. You know, at the top of my mind comes Cutter. I mean, playing in the World Juniors They, they right just now. scored nine on BU, was it, yeah. last week? So, I mean. Yeah, like, they're, they're no slouch. I think Hockey East is kind of wide open, just like the Atlantic. So, BC is kind of being slept on. Uh, is that a matchup that you guys are thinking about? Like, knowing it's going to be, you know, the opening night. ECH in the building, T-shirts on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're getting it going. Is that something on your minds right now? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think it definitely is. We haven't looked at it too much yet as far right. as breaking down whatnot. That'll probably come the week before the game. But obviously, I think with the excitement of it being the first game and us playing a, a team who's as good as BC is – and a chance and opportunity for us to open this new rink on such a high note. If, if we win, obviously BC has high end talent every year. Like you said, uh, Gauthier or whatever his name is there. He's obviously <laughs> really good. They got really high end players. So I think the exciting for us is the opportunity that we have to, you know, go up against BC and hopefully come up with a win against them and start our, our new, I guess, new time in sacred heart and new era But the winning against BC would be something special. I think it would definitely, even make some more noise than, than we're already getting from this, this new rink. Let's go. Todd, anything to add to that? Before? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, X's and O's wise, we haven't looked into it too much. Uh, we've watched 
them play a couple of their games in the first half. But I think, you know, just focusing on ourselves and being as prepared as humanly possible to, to put the best effort forth that night will, will be, you know, what allows us to be successful. I mean, I saw it's already sold out too, so no pressure, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're pumped for that. I mean, I want it to feel like the Stanley Cup. Like, this is it. I know it's just one game, but it's a huge game, and it's it's going to set the, the tone for the rest of the year, no doubt. Um, obviously, you got some games before that, but I mean, what what else on your schedule the rest of the year? Are, are, are you looking forward to, or, and are you looking at playoffs right now and maybe hosting at the new barn? Like, that'd be insane for playoffs. Mm, Atlantic Plops. Oh, God. Let's go. Yeah, we definitely want to look to uh, try to get some home ice for the playoffs for that reason, obviously. Um, as far as, you know, the schedule in the future, I try not to look too far ahead at it, but Love it. just kind of taking it day by day and game by game. But I think uh, getting home ice is definitely a priority of ours for the playoffs. It's a must. I mean, talk about the Atlantic playoffs. I don't think uh, they always start earlier, I feel like. They start like, a week. Well, there's so many teams. Yeah, that's true. So you, you guys will most likely get, keep it on, knock on wood here, first round by there. Um, and then is is it, it is it two games or is it one single elimination? The first round? Remember. Yeah, the first round. I think, it, I think changed it this year. I think two teams aren't making it anymore. It's just oh, one through eight. I think it. it's best three for the quarters, and then I think the semis and finals are one game just, each. Just one yeah. gamers? Yeah. Okay. Got it. But I, I just think it, don't make it. Huh. And it seems like, I don't know, to me, Atlantic Plops, there's always so many upsets. <laughs> like, as far as seeing, like, that was it Niagara just had an absolute run last year after winning, like, four games? Like, yeah. Anything yeah. can happen there, but especially, obviously, home ice is huge. And then when you guys have the, you know, probably the best home ice advantage in the Atlantic coming with this new rink, like that's going to be massive. So, like, you know, just I guess for our fans out there listening, um, both Sacred Heart and and not, wh- what are the Atlantic playoffs like? They're gritty. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, they're they're it's playoff hockey to a T. I mean, uh, you know, every team is is playing hard and, and trying to prove something, like we said earlier, and and. You know, I've played in the Atlantic hockey playoffs, you know, every year besides the COVID year, and it's been a battle every time. Um, you know, it's good hockey, it's hard hockey, and it's it's definitely uh, entertaining for sure. Neil, anything to add to that? Atlantic playoffs? Where, where's your mind go right away? Last year was my first year in a college hockey playoff game, and like within the first five minutes, there's just bodies flying everywhere, and I was like... <laughs> Oh boy, this is this is gonna be a battle, and it, it was. We think three games with RIT, and I think last year I think it was the four five matchup. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, I'd say outside of AIC, I, like I think it's probably the top two teams. Like, and it was like it was super super hard matchup, physical. Like, game was moving a lot faster in the regular season. They obviously had a great atmosphere up there, so like it was it was a really fun environment to play in. So it's it kind of. Todd nailed it on the head. It's pretty gritty, but it's kind of what you want with playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it's an advantage for teams like you guys. Like I don't know, like you, you have the the top Big Ten teams that they're in the tournament. They don't, you know, via pairwise, they don't, they don't really need to win that tournament. But you guys are grinding it out, trying to make that tournament, and then you have that chip on your shoulder. And you know, those teams from Atlantic or where ECAC, they're going in the tournament, um, having yeah. played competitive hockey in the playoffs, like really competitive hockey, earning it, earning it. Yeah, um, you guys looking to make the first tournament appearance right this year in school history. I mean, there's yep. there's there's a big opportunity here, and we're pumped to see see this happen. So, won't talk about just uh, you know, like we said, the last four I think appearances into the tournament from the Atlantic it's AIC. You know, that's a team that I mean, they're they're thankful if they sell twelve tickets. Okay, so <laughs> like they play in such a big barn. You know, well we've had on who, who was it? Uh, Christensen. Christensen. Yeah, from AIC. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Was was that his name? Yeah. No, I'm thinking of the other Hugo, Hugo. Reinhardt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Blake Christensen. That's right. And yep. you know they were talking about it like it's it's not a lot of fun when you score and look up. There's a lot of blue seats. Mm-hmm. You know that's not the case here at Sacred Heart. You guys have such an advantage. So like let's use let's use that. You know hockey school. What can we expect? Do you think or what do you guys expect? You know from the student student body just now being on campus. What do, what do you expect for attendance? You think from students or what do you want to see? Obviously you want to see it sold out. But what what what's realistic here as far as just every game. Attendance I, students. Think, I think, you know, being close to a sellout, I don't know about every game, but definitely you know, the big matchups for sure. Season when the, yeah. the rink is new and fresh for everybody. I know the students are excited about it. I mean, there's a lot of hype around the hockey team in general. Like our, our game against Northeastern, for whatever reason, had like a ton of students at it, like way more than normal at uh, Total Mortgage Arena. And that's something that the boys were chatting about in the locker room. Like, oh, that was kind of weird, whatever. <laughs> And so I think that'll kind of carry over into the new rank. Obviously, the first game is going to be sold out. 
and you know the whole student class isn't even going to be back on campus yet after break so like i think that will lead to a second game sellout and kind of maybe make a snowball effect a little bit finishing the season here yeah i think if i think too with like the first game being sold out if it gives us a an, another reason to want to win i think if we're winning games and it's, it's a fun environment they're going to want to keep coming back so mm-hmm. i think that gives us another reason to kind of you know, get a win that first night and hopefully keep them coming back. Yeah, you want to create a good atmosphere, get the band in there. I mean, it's a, it's a selling point, honestly, like that, that, that game in itself, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a chance to sell yourselves and um, create that atmosphere going forward, not even this year, but in you know, the next years. So, yeah, it's, this is bigger than you guys. This is for the whole Atlantic. <laughs> this is the whole Atlantic. <laughs> we need a lot of, lot of pressure riding on those shoulders here when that barring gets released. But like, yeah, that's why we're everybody's fired up for it. Like, mm-hmm. I think just in college hockey in general. They're like, okay, this good of a facility exists for this team that's playing really well. And it's it's not in the Big Ten. It's not in the NCHC. You know, like, mm. let's go. What What do you th- guys think, like, has stood out the most um, this year to you about your guys' gameplay, like, as a team? What what stood out versus last year? Why, why, why are you guys better? Why are the Pioneers better than last year? I think last year, I can speak on this a little because I was one of them. We had, like, I think, 10 transfers and all coming from different programs it just never really everyone never really got on the same page mm-hmm. and we had two freshmen and this year we had a lot of returners uh a couple three fifth years i think a lot of seniors and we had a true freshman class i think that's helped us a lot we had a we actually had a really good freshman class too so i think they came in kind of just looking to get, they get dialed in right away and help the team and I think we only have one transfer this year. So it's kind of allowed us to be more like everyone on the same page, kind of going fighting for the same thing. And we're all in this together. Not like kind of there's last year, I think there was a lot of like separation. Just it's kind of happened naturally. Everyone come from old different systems and whatnot. It mm-hmm. just kind of took us too long to adjust. I think the true freshman class and just having a lot of older returners this year has helped us, I'd say. Yeah, big time. I think I think having the the freshman class is crucial because those guys come in and kind of they learn from us and and kind of learn the ropes from us, and they want to help the team and, and wear the logo proudly and stuff as opposed to you know, um, you know the other guys coming in last year like Neil said and kind of having all these guys on their own page and trying to yeah. get everybody together and, and win hockey games was a little bit more difficult this year. I'd say there's more of like a, a, a collective buy-in that you could feel in the room and, and everybody wants to work for each other and, and achieve the same thing. That's probably you know, easier for the coaches too. Is there, has there been a lot of uh, line juggling this year? Or has it been pretty, pretty you know consistent? There's been a little bit of juggling, but nothing too crazy. Like it's been, I'd say it's been rather consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, it's especially for the second half of the year, you guys got some chemistry uh, offense is clearly already working, but just, you know, keep keeping that going, having consistent, you guys are, naturally going to be better in the second half as every team is once they're you know playing together as a team right and, and does that team chemistry kind of boil down to a uh, couple of assistant captains leading the way would you mm. say or i'd say so yeah <laughs> <laughs> clearly like how did how does that get decided between you guys is, is does a team vote is it a coach's decision you know when did you yeah, find it's out a, it's a team vote and um i think they announced it at like our first opening meeting in like september whenever it was before we even got on the ice or anything okay I got you. What I mean, what's it like wearing wearing an A and like those white sweaters where the A is oh, like it's clean with the gray underneath? I mean, it just it's steez, but like what's it feel like to actually have that on your sweater and like be a leader in the locker room? Um, it's 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 good. It's a privilege, obviously, and and something that we take pride in, and you know, kind of helping you know get these new guys on board and and acclimated to college hockey and kind of making sure everybody's pushing or pulling the rope the same way. Excuse me, and I think you know wearing that like i said it's a privilege and it's something i'm proud of i think and then you know obviously the jays the a and the, the state of connecticut looks pretty cool on those two yeah they're sick well not, you know not bad we're yeah. or sorry I, Go ahead. I thought, like it's a privilege obviously you uh you have the responsibility of leading by example you gotta show up every day and do everything the right way so and I think that goes back to having a lot of freshmen this year you gotta you gotta show them the ropes get them to buy in and uh, yeah, I think the the state of Connecticut on the jerseys is a is a good uh, good thing for a couple extra style points. So doesn't right. hurt. I mean, we do have new jerseys coming for the for the unveiling of the new rink here. Oh yeah, yeah. gonna be gray once. Do it. Does the state of Connecticut show up again? Can we assume that, or are we not re- revealing anything here? 
I'd say it's a safe assumption. I don't know for sure. I haven't seen the jerseys, but okay. if if they're anything like the uh, the reds and the whites, I think they'll be pretty good. Back back, back to being a captain, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously you're a leader on the ice in the weight room, whatever it is. But what are you guys doing away from the rink? Is it, is it at home? Do you guys you guys have a house? It looks like. Um, but how do you get all the boys together? You guys hanging out outside of the rink as the whole team? How do, how does that go? What do you guys you know put emphasis on away team from the Kemi. Rink for the, to build team Kemi? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, obviously early in the year, it's it's more, uh, you know, consistent doing things away from the rink and, and kind of making sure we get the guys together for like some team bonding, whatever it may be, um, whether it's getting on the golf course together or, you know, um, anything of the sorts. Like we have like a bowling alley on campus, too, and, and a bunch of other activities like basketball courts. So like we'll organize tournaments like three on three hockey or maybe we'll do basketball or go golfing with the boys and just trying to get all the guys together, spending as much time together, you know getting to know each other and it's all about get closer as a family let's go i would say i don't know what it is maybe it's just the atlantic but every time we have an atlantic guest on it just seems like the guys are like i don't know if they're like closer together just having more fun playing hockey you know like we'll have big guests from you know they're in the big 10 or they're high draft picks whatever it is and you know they're very busy you know and they're like used to their one word answers and like going around but then we get atlantic guys on and you guys are just you know it's all college hockey like you guys are (laughs) you know, dialed in, like what, what is that about, uh, an Atlantic locker room or just maybe it's just sacred hearts. Like, is it, is it the long bus rides? You know, what, what builds that team Kemi the most, would you say? I think, yeah, like you said, I, this year we've, we've had a lot of road trips already in the first half. Obviously we're trying to save some, they're trying to save the home games for the new rink. Mm-hmm. So I think early on, like those help a ton, just like long bus rides. Uh, obviously the first month when you're at school, it's just practice, you know, playing games. You have a ton of free time on your hands to kind of hang out and get close to the boys. And I think the thing about Atlantic is like everyone's everyone is kind of has that mindset like we talked about earlier that they want to prove people wrong. And I think it, uh, there's just there's no like there's no egos in the Atlantic, which is really nice. So everyone's kind of just down to earth. And I think that allows in like a locker room or on road trips, everyone to kind of just be close with one another and everyone kind of get on the same page and become tight with one another. I think that helps a ton. hundred percent. I think my part, like when I was in college, like it's, it's set for Saturday night after a sweep, uh, throwback to October 29th, you guys sweep Canisius. Like what's, what's the move after the game there? What's the move? What, what's, what's <laughs> campus life like? You know, it's another time when the, it's true though. The boys, the boys bond, whether it's, you know, going out, having a couple of waters, whatever it is. What, what's that yeah, experience like on campus? I think if I think, went to new york city that weekend if i remember correctly and had a few sodas yeah. so oh. <laughs> that was yeah, a big so we, uh, we we definitely got the fellas together to have a good time after that weekend it was good you know for us to get the sweep and then enjoy it i think especially for the new guys like we keep circling back on that it was good for them to see you know we're winning and we're going to enjoy winning and like this is what it's like this is what it's supposed to be like kind of thing so i think it helped them a bunch kind of get adjusted as well and realize like you know we can do those types of things consistently Right, like that's what college hockey is all about. You it know? is, man. Like you got to enjoy college. your time you're in college. In there. Right. Yeah, like especially if you're winning, like this is what winning feels like. You want to have that again. Neil, how about you? Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, no, I, I think ex- that's exactly what Todd said. Like, obviously, there's a there's a time and a place for it. Mm. And I think doing those things when you're winning games and, and sweeping weekends makes it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Um. Obviously, everyone's in a much better mindset. So I think kind of gives you an incentive like that winning just kind of makes showing up to the rink the whole college experience just makes everything that much better so kind of gives you that extra incentive to just keep winning and keep putting in the work to to get those wins another part of it is the schooling though talk about just going the education system there and how much you know do you guys have to focus on school and how much help do you have and all that stuff you know obviously it's it's hockey first or hockey school um but how, how do you focus on school part of it Definitely and then go to the rink school yeah uh, we definitely have a good support system as far as like academic advisors yeah. and, and like staff that helps us out. Um, you know, but you know, that sounds cliche, but just going to class is if you just go, you're going to be able, you're going to be just fine. So I don't know. I think that's what we tell most guys when they ask that question. Love it. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. Just do what you got to do, man. And now it's just, yeah, you're exactly. right on campus. Can you guys walk from class to the, to the rink or no? Or is... Yeah. So like the buildings are connected. So like the West Campus at Sacred Heart is like primarily the business school, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'd say probably 95% of our guys are in. So all their classes will be right there in the same, you know, uh, vicinity, I yeah. guess is a way to say they're massive buildings. So I don't want to say they're going to be in the same building, but, you know, 
the the West Campus classroom buildings kind of branch into the hallway that leads to the rink. So you could, you so could stay indoors and walk God. the whole time. I'm sure you guys are friends with other athletes, whatnot, or just general student uh, body there. But you guys bringing them to the new barn and checking it out or no? Sneaking them in the locker room at all? <laughs> Uh, nothing, nothing that extreme, but uh, I definitely showed a few of my close friends just like, you know, walk them in and let them take a peek at it. You yeah. know, we don't want right. to, you know, push any buttons before you know, it's <laughs> open, but it's definitely like exciting to show people for sure. Yeah, man. It's, it's just your, your school in general too, back home. I'm sure you guys right. experience this right now. You get to go home, talk about the new rank. The team's doing well. I mean, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, we're pretty excited for you guys to sneak us in here, you know, you know, just a couple backdoor tappies when we're in practice, you know, skate around, I'll show you guys a thing or two about block shots. I but would love to join the boys for morning skate Saturday, but yeah. Yeah, easily. And just maybe a couple shifts. Yeah. Yeah, why not? When when, when you guys are up. Electric sold out. Yeah, Sacred heart. Empty netter. Yeah. Oh, God, God, give I, me the point. I, I, just I, let me be on the ice to get my plus minus up there. Yeah, just just one soak. God, <laughs> one soak and have the, have the ambulance ready for us. Yeah, That's yeah. all we ask. But uh, we know you guys got to get going. You got a big, uh, you know, huge tilt of a series. We already have a game of the week versus Mercyhurst this Thursday and Friday. So uh, we'll let you go. But again, thank you for your time. That was Neil Shea and Todd Gehring of Sacred Heart. Uh, can't wait to see you guys again coming up here January 13th through the 15th. Brand new arena coming in. Mart- Martyr Family Arena opening on the 14th officially versus Boston College. And the women's team will be playing against Harvard on the 15th. We'll be there that whole weekend. So come in, say hi. You know, let's let's have a Let's have the biggest opening you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Not only the Atlantic, but in college hockey. I love it. That, that's that's our goal here this weekend. So thank you guys again for just getting the word out there. And we're pumped to see you light the lamp yeah. come come the 14th. Let's go, baby. Thanks, boys. One more face-off. Taking more shots. And there's a goal to tie the game. Neil Shea makes it one to They score! What a goal! Todd Gary buries it on a beautiful feed between he and Alex Bates. One nothing Sacred Heart. The wild night boys that have been away. Two forwards out there. Big wind up and a score! Gary with the game winner! Sacred Heart takes it in overtime! Four to three over Yale! I told them you were living downtown. McDonough from the circle, no shooting lane. Carries it wide, back to Fontaine. Fans on it, throw to the empty net for a goal by Shea. He does it, his own team. Shooting it into the empty net from the defensive zone. And Sacred Heart leads 4-2 with less than a minute to go against Northeastern.